Hi, I'm Linda. And I'm Craig. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. It's episode 206, and we're talking about choosing the best flight. This is our first podcast, well, this year, that's being recorded in Argentina, so it's very exciting. It is, and it's going to be quite a quick podcast because of the sheer amount of traffic noise outside, so uh, hopefully we'll be able to find somewhere better next week, or later this week, to, uh, to record the show. But today it's really noisy, and we don't want to put you through too much uh, audible pain. Yes. Well, we arrived on, well, Thursday night, early Friday morning. We, did, um, we spent three nights couch surfing. And then last night we stayed in a different hostel, and then today we did a big search to find somewhere a bit cheaper, and we found this place, which is great. It's got quite a good location in San Telmo, it's cheap, but as you can probably hear behind me, quite noisy. Yeah, we had somewhere pretty good, but we've gone for somewhere just a little bit cheaper, just to uh, help things keep ticking over as we uh, study Spanish all this week. Yeah, it's going to be great. We had our first day today, and it was so awesome. It was. Wow, you admit it. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm normally really bad when it comes to learning languages, but I was one of the, although all the grammar and stuff like that was new, I was one of the more fluent speakers in the class, and that helped a lot. Yeah, I really enjoyed my class. There were about three students to start with, and we ended with six, but no one else was from from an English-speaking country. Mm -hmm. There were two Brazilians, a German girl, um, someone from Finland, and one other Italian the Italian guy so it was really cool I mean it was all just completely Spanish and no one had any desire to speak English so I really liked that well anyway you can keep the Indie Travel Podcast stay traveling and learning Spanish by booking through us so visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights slash hostels and slash insurance when you're booking your travel online we have a growing list of day tours at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash tours and travel deals updating daily at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash deals Thinking of those tours, on the weekend, or maybe on, no, on Friday morning, we went and did a half-day walking tour around Buenos Aires, uh, which was great. And Linda's done a video for that. We'll have that up later this week? Yes, on Wednesday. Yep, cool. I've just added some photos to it as well, so it's, uh, it's looking good. Keep an eye out for it. Excellent. Well, when you're uh, shopping online, visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Amazon. Or grab a free audiobook with a two-week trial at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash audiobook. Our own books, of course, are available at IndieTravelPodcast slash books. Okay, so today we're going to talk about choosing the best flight. Now, this is on the back of flying Aerolines Argentinas. So, and gosh, it's the mistakes where you learn things, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really is. We, <laughs> we, when we arrived back in New Zealand, didn't have any flights out of the country. So we were planning on spending about six months back in New Zealand, and... We arrived back with no plans to leave, no flights, that's what I mean to say. And I felt really kind of, I don't know, kind of oppressed by this, like, oh my goodness, we're stuck in the country, we don't have a way out, what are we going to do, what are we going to do? And I started looking for flights pretty much immediately. And the flights were going to be very expensive. To get to Chile was about $1,700 each, so $3,400, one-way ticket, nothing else. And then after about a week, week and a half of being in the country and stressing and looking and... uh, um, someone suggested to us that we go to STA because the travel agency had a, a deal on flights to South America. $1,000 return to Argentina. We said, wow, it's really cheap. It was really cheap. We haven't seen anything cheaper than that. So we bought, we bought the tickets. So we've had our tickets since January, I suppose, or very early February. No, it must have been January. And it was such a great decision because it stopped us stressing. It meant that we had our flights out. Awesome. The only problem was... It was with Aerolines Argentinas. And every time we've ever heard anyone talk about Aerolines Argentinas, they've said, oh, well, 
yeah, they're, they're really safe. They've, they've not really had any problems with with crashes or anything. But um, and the, the quality of their flights leave a little to be desired. Like it's a, a bring your own toilet paper kind of kind of airline. And yeah, you know, I, I had it described to me as Salmonella's favorite airline. Yeah, although in its defence, the food that we had was really good. However, we did end up flying business class. So I yes. think uh, as the, the primary negotiator there, you've got to tell the story. Yeah, this is true. So what happened was we had our flights booked for a Tuesday. And um, yeah, so on the Monday night, we were getting ready to go. We'd, we'd packed up. We were pretty much sorted. And we went around to my mum's house for dinner. My dad said, oh, Linda, did you know that there's probably a delay on your flight? And we said, what? How do you know that already? And he'd been looking online. He's really into that kind of thing and found a delay. It wasn't on the um, Auckland Airport website, but he found it somewhere. So the next day, I called up Irelina's Argentinas to check if, well, to do my confirmation and to check if there was a delay. And they said, yes, there's a delay. And I said, oh, that's kind of annoying. When's the next flight? And they said, on Thursday. And they said, hang on a minute. They went away. They came back and said, if you would like to fly on Thursday, we can give you business class tickets. And we were quite happy to fly on Thursday because, well, we had some things to do and, you know, it would be quite good to arrive a little bit later than, than when we were planning to. So, yes, awesome. We were very, very excited about it. Thursday came around. We rang up to do the confirmation. They said, yeah, that's fine. I said, is there any delay? They said, no, no, no delay. It's fine. Got to the airport. You know, I checked just before we left. No delay, no delay, no delay. Looked at the board at the airport. No delay. Got to the check-in desk. Delay. An even worse delay than the one on Tuesday. Yeah. So we were supposed to leave it. I think it was at 6.45, yep. but the delay was until 11, and we're like, oh my goodness. Luckily, because we're flying business class, we could hang out in the Coro Club Lounge, which is the Air New Zealand business class area, which is very nice, highly recommended. Uh, and then the delay got extended to 12 o'clock, and when we... One o'clock? One o'clock, yeah. We, we actually got kicked out of the lounge at 11 o'clock because no, there were no more Air New Zealand flights, and they don't leave it open for, you know, bludgers. And uh, so we went and waited at the gate. Still no news. You know, 12 o'clock rolled around and there was still nothing. My dad rang. He said, oh, Linda, I've seen online that you're probably going to leave at one. And I said, oh, well, we haven't heard anything. We haven't seen anyone. But a few minutes later, the, the staff turned up. And so that was a good sign. And, we, yeah, we, we left about 1.30, arriving in Argentina at, what, 11, 11 o'clock? Something at like that. night. Yeah, it was really weird because, you know, when you're flying over massive time zone changes like we were, you try and get your body kind of a bit used to when you're going to arrive, or you try and plan your 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 last couple of days and your first couple of days in such a way that you're ready to readjust. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, we've got a full day of daylight in New Zealand, and then we'll fly in the evening and arrive in the evening. So I kind of want to be well, we're awake. We're going to arrive at three o'clock. Yeah. So I kind of want to be awake for all of the flight and just pull a really long day. Oh, no, I was never going to do that. I was going to sleep. And then, well, that's what I was going to do because then you're going to arrive and come in and have a couple of hours and then want to go to sleep, right? Mm. So I was thinking I'll stay awake most of the time but just have a nap. But then we ended up being awake all day, another two or three hours later than we planned to be awake, and then the flight and then we had to kind of get to where we were couch surfing so it turned into one of these extremely long times yeah which was uh just crazy and it really threw me because i I didn't get to do the the pattern that i thought so yesterday was maybe the tiredest i've ever felt in my life after four days of just not quite being with it yeah i I just did a bit faster than that but i didn't sleep very well on the flight because i don't sleep very well 
in vehicles. And then we, we got to Soledad's house and I couldn't sleep all night, just lay there kind of going, I am awake, I am awake. So then the day of the tour, I was kind of functioning on, <laughs> on empty. On coffee. On coffee, yeah. <laughs> and then, so that was Friday, Saturday, also not so great, but I'm okay now. So one of these late nights where Linda couldn't sleep, she's put together these four points to uh, help you choose your flights. <laughs> so, number one, obviously price is going to be a big, a big consideration, and that was the one that that we kind of went on when we were choosing what to, what airline to fly with, and it's probably going to be your number one consideration. But take into consideration other things. For example, airports. If you're choosing a flight, for example, if you're in London, there are five airports in London. And some of them are easier to get to than others. If you're flying from Heathrow, you're sweet because you can get there for the price of a, a, a tube ticket. But if you're going to Stansted or Luton, then you've got to add another 15, 20 pounds onto the cost of your ticket because that's how much it costs you to get there. So that's something to con- take into consideration. It might not be as cheap as you thought. And mm. also you've got to take into consideration the time that that's going to take. You know, if you live near... Luton, then it makes much more sense to go to Luton than it does to go to to Gatwick or Stansted or something like that. Yeah, sure. Another thing to think about is the extra fees. Um, Some governments are kind of cracking down and making sure things are more transparent, but keep an eye out for uh, if baggage is included, if you get a a free meal or not, um, and things like that. Also taxes that change from airport to airport. So make sure you've actually got the true cost of your flight before you make a decision. Yeah, I always found it, well, I still find it frustrating when I'm booking a budget airline. So you go through one of the, the search engines, Webjet or Skyscanner or something like that, and you see the, the, the cost, and it's $50 or $100 or whatever it is. And as you go through the process, there's just more and more extra fees. There's the credit card fees, it's the extra bag fee. There's, it just It just adds up. So I find that very very frustrating so the next thing to consider is the airline you obviously don't want something with a bad safety record and uh, especially in its recent past the last couple of years last 10 years you're going to be keeping an eye on that carefully yeah and maybe it's always late like one airline that we won't name because we've already (laughs) named it (laughs) mark peacock from the travel commons really takes this into consideration he flies a lot and so he's really aware of which airlines are good and which airlines you know aren't so great and um, on his recent podcast, he was talking about how one particular line, I can't remember which one it was, is almost always late. There's almost always delays. And so when he's factoring in how long a trip's going to take, he's added half an hour onto each time. And he's worked out how much his time is worth. And he takes that into consideration when he's, look- when he's looking at the price of a ticket. So I suppose you need to think about how much your time is worth. I mean, we had time, so it wasn't the biggest deal to be delayed. We needed to spend less money on flights, and we preferred to have the chance of being delayed, even though the delay wasn't very pleasant. But if you're going on a short holiday, then, you know, maybe your time is worth more than the possibility of a delay. Yeah, sure thing. Um, your flight arrival and departure times are important and something that we consider quite carefully now because we've done too many like really early runs to the airport. I hate it. We won't do um, it. <laughs> well, we might, but we try to avoid it whenever we can. Yeah. Um, I mean, even questions like can you get to and from the airport? Yeah. Um, I, like Sometimes you just can't get there using public transport at the time available. Yeah, and if you're uh, going to have to take a taxi, then that's going to cost a lot more, you know. Yeah, and sometimes the uh, the taxi to the airport's worth more than the tickets, which yeah. is just ridiculous. Well, that happened that time we were leaving from Stansted, didn't it? And Stansted's one of those airports that's open all night, but um, the flight left at something like 7 o'clock in the morning. 
but we couldn't actually get to the airport for that. I mean, we had to get there the night before. It's exactly what we did. We got there the night before and we stayed the night. But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the best option. But there was no way we were ever going to be able to afford the taxi. And then finally, extra benefits. Um, how about frequent flyer points? If you collect them, do you get them? Um, and even more so if some are coming up for expiry and you need that valid transaction to keep them alive. Mm, yeah. Well, can you use your frequent flyer points? Is it worth it? That's another thing to think about if you're doing frequent flyer points. One thing that I've been appreciating recently is having a travel agent to work through. We booked our tickets through STA, which is a travel agent um, here, well, here in New Zealand and lots of places. And it's just been so much easier. You walk in, they do all the work for you. They do all the searching. They tell you the times and you don't have to do all the searching and you know that you've got a good deal. Now, I'd already done a lot of previous research, so I knew how much the prices were. But they just said, this is the price. And it was the price. I didn't have to think about extra taxes, extra fees, nothing. Just, I paid that money, finished. Yeah, and because you had done the extra research online beforehand, we already knew what the cheapest possible deal we could get was. Mm -hmm. So um, going through the travel agent and uh, seeing if they had anything cheaper is always a worthwhile option. I also liked it because it meant that if there were any problems, I could call them up and they could give me advice. And, you know, it just it just really gave me a bit of peace of mind. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess flying Aerolinius, that's definitely something that you want. Yeah, it was good because I thought, you know, when we called up um, Aerolinius and they changed our flights over, they sent us through a, a reconfirmation. But I, I was still like, oh, really? Is this really going to happen? But when I called SDA and it had changed in their system as well, I just felt a little bit better about things. Uh, and also your know, entertainment, like uh, the movies and things like that that come on the plane, sometimes you've got to pay extra for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, some airlines literally carry around like DVD players and you can rent them off, yep. the, uh, off the stewards for a while. Yeah, it's something to consider. Um, I know Air New Zealand has a really, really excellent entertainment system. Although they've just recently changed, well, at least for trans-Tasman flights, they've changed their system, so you get access to it if you pay a little bit more, or you get access to some of it if you pay the basic fare. But if you're going to be going on a long flight, what is the value to you of this entertainment? And, you know, things like food, what's the availability of food? I mean, I don't like flying budget airlines, for example, because I feel like the the price of a glass of wine is just ludicrous. Or a cup of coffee, four pounds for a cup of coffee, it just blows me away. So, you know, if you don't like having to pay extra, then it might not be worth flying those airlines. Remember that time when we were flying um, to, to Turkey and we were with EIA and they put us on British Airways? Yeah. And it, we'd been flying for the last two or three years, just budget flights and, you know, EasyJet and Ryanair. And all of a sudden we were on... A British Airways. A five-hour flight with British Airways. We had food. We had free wine. We had movies. We were all going, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. I'll never forget in Turkey as well the flight. Linda's quite a slow eater. I don't know if you've picked this up from previous podcasts. But we went on a flight. It was a short flight. It was a 50-minute flight. Only 50 minutes. We were sitting at the back of the plane. But they served a full meal service. And so we went up, and they started coming down with drinks, and then they came back and came down with meals. Now, in my defence, they came back to pick up the um, to pick up the rubbish, literally three minutes after they gave us the food. Oh, whatever. Anyway, they were almost right we're, behind each other. <laughs> we're descending. The lights gone on, and the poor stewardess is trying to wrestle Linda for her tray table. It was such a good chocolate mousse. I wasn't going to give it up. <laughs> it was ridiculous and so funny. But yeah, think about the, the quality of service that you're going to get, 
how important that is to you and uh, and your meals and your movies and your games and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, you could put a dollar value on it. I just tend to go by feel. By feel, yeah. You know, but um, take it into consideration. I mean, maybe on one flight, having a movie is so important that you wouldn't give it up. Whereas on another flight, you know, I tend to think of travel by flight as just going on a large bus. So I want the cheapest flight possible because I just want to get from one place to another. My comfort for 12 hours isn't that important. But maybe for you, it's, it's more important than it is for me. Well, I think we're going to wrap up early today because of the, uh, the noise of San Telmo. So, uh, yeah, don't forget when you're booking flights, don't only look at cost. Also look at the airline, your flight arrival and departure times, and whatever extra benefits are important to you. And make sure you get, uh, get what you want. Don't forget that you can help the Indie Travel Podcast stay traveling by booking through us. So visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights, slash hostels, slash tours, and slash insurance when you're booking your travel online. And you can also visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash deals for travel deals. Uh, type in IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Amazon when you're shopping online or get trial bonuses from our partners. Download a free audiobook uh, with a two-week trial of Audible through IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Audible or slash audiobook. And for some non-monetary ways of helping us out, tell all your friends about Indie Travel Podcast, invite them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Indie Travel, or leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. That's us for this week. Until next week, travel well.